2: Don't be phased if people send mail to your old address. Don't be phased if people start treating you, or continue treating you how they did before. Hello and welcome slash welcome back to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Guthugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is centred on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. On mini episodes, I will be solo and talk about different topics of my own miseducation. On full episodes, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this mini episode, I will be reintroducing myself. It's been a while since the last Miseducate podcast episode, and I kind of think it's time to touch base. So without further ado, let's get into this. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? You look great by the way. You look so good. I love what you've done with your hair. Yeah, that's right. I see that I see that you did something new with your hair. It's it's great. You look so good. It's been a minute. I know. I know I said I was only going to be gone for a month. And then one month turned into two and then two months turned into three. Um, but I needed a break and now I'm back and yeah, I, yeah, I just needed a break. I had a moment where I was debating on whether I should really go into depth about why I needed the break. Um, maybe I'll go into it, maybe I won't go into it, but, but for now, hi, I'm back, how are you doing? Um, in this episode, as I said in the intro, I just want to be talking about the things like reintroducing myself and this kind of thing that I have been finding myself doing a lot more this year. Um, which is introducing myself and reintroducing myself. And I've not been doing it in the sense of I've been meeting all these like new people. It's more I've been introducing myself to people that knew me. Knew me a couple of years ago or even like last year. I've been reintroducing myself. Reestablishing and establishing better boundaries. Re-verbalizing slash verbalizing my beliefs, my morals and, and who I am, my values. I've just been trying to tell people more like who I am. And I know it sounds weird to say it like that, but if you really think about it, we are constantly explaining who we are. We explain who we are on the daily. Whether directly or indirectly, we explain to people who we are. But I think for me, this year, I have been finding that I have had to explain who I am to people who knew a different side of me. To people who only really knew a passive side of me. I've been saying to people, and I've been saying to myself a lot, that this year has been a year of restoration. I think that the events that transpired in my life for the last four years really winded me, knocked me on my feet. And I know that that sounds dramatic, but that's exactly how, how I felt. To be honest, I think Sarah at the beginning of the year would have probably had an even more dramatic way of describing that last four years. But I'm okay, and I made it through, and, you know, we move, we're we're alive, we, we live, we live, we live. And, um, this year has just been about, like, restoring, restoring myself. It's been a year of letting go, and a year of bravery. It's been the decision of going back to therapy. It's been dating. It's been traveling. It's been graduation. It's been writing. It's been laughing. It's been quitting my job. Um, And there have been things I've enjoyed and there have been things that I've not enjoyed. But as I said, this year has been the year of restoration. Restoration. The term restoration means the action of returning something to a former owner, place or condition. And so I have been returning back to myself. In order to return to myself, in order to shed off the old skin, I found that I have had to reconcile with myself And continuously and actively accept the past. Accept what has happened. Accept how I feel about it. How I felt about it. And also to acknowledge that I am... And I say this through gritted teeth because I am stubborn. To acknowledge that I am... Both villain and victim in the story as well as I am both and I am neither I am both where I have to take responsibility and where I also hold room for the other person to take responsibility but also like I am neither of those titles like they don't define me But I think most importantly, what I've been doing this year is really just mourning the loss of who I thought I would be. This year has been the death of my expectations. When I was younger, I kind of had my life mapped out. And when I say younger, I would say that up until, like, 2019, I still believed that these things were possible and that I would still be these things, be all these things. I thought that I would, you know, be actively involved in the church, that I would be a worship leader, youth leader, pasta in some capacity I thought that I would be married or at least looking to get married or at least in a relationship I thought that I would you know have kids and have that kind of life like that's the idea of what I thought or who I thought I would be that's what I wanted out of life that's what I was told to want out of life But as these last four years have gone on, I've changed. And I've grown up. The things I've prioritised or wanted to prioritise have shifted. And even though those things that I once wanted are no longer the things that I want now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it was easy to let those things go. Because at one point, I did want those things. At one point, those are the things that I wanted and that I thought I needed to be whole. To feel loved. To feel accepted. And so even though I sit here now... Years later, saying I don't want those things, I've changed a lot. Um, I still mourn those things because there was, because I used to want those things. I, I used to want those things and so I mourn the death of my expectations. Even though those expectations were holding me back. And also sometimes those expectations were, were doing more harm than they were doing good. However, I found this year in the, you know, mourning the loss of my expectations that in this kind of like, in this time, in this wake where I am gathered with looking at these expectations and these dreams and this version of my life that I thought I was going to live. I've found that I am not alone and that I have been greeted by several different people in my past slash in my present who have kind of stood beside me in mourning the loss of these expectations. And these are people that have not been there to mourn with me or to encourage me. These are people who are also mourning the loss of these expectations. Because as I said, being a wife, a mother, church, lady, person, whatever else I wanted those things yes were what I wanted those ideals were what I wanted but those ideals were also expected of me and so when I say I mourned them and I wasn't alone in mourning them I mean other people aunties family friends friends leaders within the church were also mourning the expectations that they had put on me. That's the real, real. Because I have heard some wild and crazy things, wild and crazy things said to me, about me, because I am no longer in those spaces anymore or because I am no longer in that relationship that somebody saw me in or because I now speak a certain way or because I am more vocal. I'm not alone in mourning this expectations and I think that's the thing that has been so surprising for me recently, having these conversations with people who are also mourning the loss of this person that they thought I would be and that's the thing I'm not saying it out of this in a place of of anger and of spite because I I think I understand where it's coming from and I also take responsibility that where it is coming from was because this was a version of myself that I projected this was the the timeline this was the the thing that I advocated for this was the the thing that defined me I think, though, in saying that and in taking responsibility for that and not feeling angry about it, I do feel irritated that once I, once I started to change my mind, it was almost as if it's irritating in a way of like chewing gum stuck to your shoe. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't need to be stuck here. And I think that I'm in that place even after having conversations with friends, family, church leaders, who have basically expressed to me that they are mourning the expectations that were placed on me. They are mourning the person that they thought I was. They are also growing through, going through the growing pains, I guess. I think I'm not really phased by it or surprised by it because I... Remember and I recall something that was actually said to me in a church service once. Well, not said to me, but it was preached during a church service, and it was this. And I'll never forget it because I I vividly remember when it was said. I, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, 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 it was one of those. And so I'm not phased by it because I remember this quote and basically, the preacher said this, don't be fazed if people send mail to your old address. Let me explain. So basically, the metaphor and the allegory, I guess, no, the metaphor, let me get my literature terminology correct. Um, the metaphor was this, when you move house right? You have to change your address on, you know, your bank statements. Uh, you have to tell your bank, you change it on your ID. You, you changed, you change everything. Because you have to notify people and you have to let them know that you're moving so that your mail and your parcels and any important things can be directed to the new address rather than the old address. Correct? Right. But Sometimes when you move, sometimes mail old letters, parcels, things like that not everybody gets the memo basically, and so letters and old parcels may go to your old address rather than your new address, and sometimes you have to go over and and give um like maybe it's the old the new tenant in the house um that comes and gives you the the mail that was delivered or maybe it's just it never goes back to you it's never received like you never receive it and I think that when this preacher was saying this that is exactly he was basically saying that it is how people are don't be phased if people send mail to your old address. Don't be phased if people start treating you or continue treating you how they did before. Don't be phased. Don't be phased, Even if you live in a new address. And for me, that's what I've been finding. That even as people have been saying wild things to me about the person that they thought I was or who I was, I'm not fazed by it. Does it hurt sometimes? Absolutely. I'm not going to pretend like I don't, like I'm not bothered by some of the things that have been said to me. I'm not going to pretend like it hasn't also contributed to my own mourning period of my, of this life that I thought I was supposed to live. But at the same time, I'm not fazed by the fact that people are still sending mail to my old address that people are still address that people still address me as this old pu- uh, as this old the person that they basically used to know rather than the person that I am now. I'm not I'm not phased. I moved, and I don't even think I moved that far away. I don't think I've really grown and I'm this entirely new person. I just feel like I've to continue on with the metaphor. I've moved up the street. I've just changed. I've just evolved a little bit. I just have different priorities now. I just have trying to have better boundaries. Trying to be more braver. Trying to let go of fear, as I said before. Trying new things. Putting myself out there a little bit more and a little bit better. I've not changed that much. I'm still the same person. But messages are still going to the wrong address. Mail is still going to the wrong address. Even though I've moved. I literally can see you outside of my window. I'm like, hi, I'm here. And you're still knocking on the wrong door. But that's okay. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. But it's okay. I've been finding that I am now reintroducing myself to people that knew a different side of me. And you know what? As much as sometimes it's irritating and it's annoying and I know I don't have to explain to anyone who I am or the decisions that I make or the choices that I am now making. I don't have to explain to anyone. I don't need to justify. I know. I I know. I know. But I find that even when I do... Have those conversations with people when I do tell them why I left the church, why I'm no longer in a certain relationship, why I'm not doing this, why I'm not doing XYZ, why I'm not doing these different things. When I find myself really explaining the truth to people, my truth to people, I am finding that for some, and again, I don't think it's explainable, but it is how I've found myself feeling. I am both irritated by having to do that, but I am also finding great joy out of doing it. And I find joy because I am affirming and I'm standing firm and I'm standing confident in who I am. I'm standing firm and I'm standing confidently in the person who I know myself to be. She's that girl. She is that girl. I am that girl. And I'm happy to be that girl. I am. I'm happy to be her. And so I don't mind explaining who I am. But also, when it gets to the point of irritation and also when it gets to a point where it's obvious that, you know, we've got to call it, I'm also happy to walk away too. And I'm happy to walk away because in this year of restoration, I would be lying to you, in this year of returning to myself, I would be lying to you if I made it out to be that I did all this alone. Like, to use the moving metaphor again of the old address and the new address, I would be lying to you if I said that I am who I am Because I did all the work by myself, because I went to therapy and I did the solo dates and I, you know, read the books and all that different stuff. I would be lying to you if I took all of the credit because I am where I am today because of the help and support that I have received from my friends and from my family. I am in this new house. I'm in a new apartment. My floor's wet. Sorry, it just came to head. I had to do it. Um But like I am where I am. I'm in this new apartment. <laughs> Ari Lennox. Um I'm in this new place. Bigger place. Natural lighting, bigger windows, high ceilings. Um I am in this new place. Am I ever gonna reach, am I ever gonna reach the end of the sentence or am I just gonna keep diving off course? Um, Okay, hold on, I will get there. Give me a second. I am in this new place because my friends and family helped me move from my old place. They came in, helped me pack up all the rooms. Sometimes did did a plate break Here and there, yeah. But they helped me move the couch, pack up everything and move down the street. And when I couldn't do it for myself, they helped. And when it came to the new place, did they help paint the walls? Yeah. Did we go to Ikea together to find furniture? Yeah. Did we put it up together? Yeah. They held me down when I couldn't hold myself down. They advocated for me when I couldn't advocate for myself. They amplified my voice when all I had to speak was a small voice. They rallied behind me and beside me. So even in mourning the loss, returning back to the death of my expectations, even in mourning the loss of this person, of the Sarah who I thought I would be, I think it was really fear. I was fearful that because I wasn't that girl anymore, because I wasn't the old version of Sarah anymore, that I would accumulate to nothing. That I wouldn't have love in my life, that I wouldn't be accepted, that I wouldn't... Be fulfilled but and also it was it was something nice and anchoring to hold on to it was something that was that was easy and simple and known and now I was facing the unknown but having my friends and my family having my support system with me beside me helped me to realize that I got this and I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna be okay so to summarise and to conclude hi my name is Saragathugu. and it's nice to meet you how are you reintroducing yourself let me know And you can let me know by following Miseducate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miseducate blog, where you can now listen to these episodes, along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts. And lastly, continue to watch, read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and share this podcast with a friend. And tune in next time for another discussion on the Miseducate podcast. Bye!